0: Psalm 146, starting at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Nathan.
1: Well, it's wonderful to be with you this morning. My name's Nathan, if you haven't got my name already. And I'm from St. Andrews in the middle of Launceston. Uh, I'm a local. I'm born and bred from this uh, fair ground here, um, and it's my privilege to share Psalm 146 with you this morning. Let's pray. Father, we we thank you for the Psalms. We thank you for these songs that you've given us, these truths uh, that speak of human experience. Uh, from the lows to the highs. And we thank you that they all uh, point to the Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, um, if you put together a dictionary of the Christian life, well, one word that would be in the dictionary would be the word hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we know the word hallelujah from things like Handel's Messiah. Um, and even Leonard Cohen famously wrote a song called Hallelujah back ages ago. Um, but what does it mean? What does Hallelujah mean? Well, it simply means praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And today this Psalm, Psalm 146 is one of the praise psalms, one of the Hallelujah psalms. It forms a conclusion with the last five uh, psalms in the book. Praise the Lord. It's something we talk about, isn't it? Um, but what does it actually mean to praise? What are we are talking about when we praise? Well, we praise all sorts of things, don't we? Um, not just here in church, we praise all sorts of things. Um, I saw Star Wars the other day and I, and I went uh, home after seeing that movie and I said, J.J. J. Abrams did a fantastic job directing that film. Uh, it's a great film. Um, you might praise other things like um, you might praise your kids they did a great job at school this year and you say well done uh, to your son or daughter Uh, you praise them for their achievements Uh, we praise people we praise them to their face we can praise them directly to them, we can praise them by speaking about them to other people like I can praise a movie I can speak to others about the movie But praise is more than just uh, singing, isn't it? It's more than just words, it's more than just singing. Real praise comes from a genuine heart. We can say something nice to someone, but a few minutes later we can say something a bit nasty about them to someone else. That's not real praise then, is it? We can, uh, you know, praise comes from a genuine heart. And it's no different when we come to Praising God. Praising God. Why do we praise? Because God deserves our praise. And we have been given wonderful and great reasons to praise the Lord. So that's what we're looking at today. Uh, Psalm 146, we're looking at praising the Lord. Have a look at the first couple of verses with me. I've got an old NIV, so it might be different uh, to what you're reading in front of you. Have it open. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul, I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. You see here the psalm writer is calling everyone to join in the praise in verse 1. And in verse 2 he kind of rouses himself to do it. Not only for the coming year, not only for 2016, but for the rest of his life. It's as though he sent the invitation out, the hallelujah invitation. It's in the mail and we're invited, all of us, to join in the praise. And it's a great thing to think about as we start a new year. But why should we praise the Lord? Why should we do it? Maybe you've never thought about praising God before. Maybe you have. But this this psalm gives us reasons doesn't it? It gives us reasons why we should and why it's a wonderful thing to praise. So why should you and I praise the Lord? Because from verses 3 to 4, the Lord is not like people. God is to be praised because he's completely trustworthy, unlike us, if we're honest. The psalm writer puts it like this, verse 3, do not Put your trust in princes. Well, the people of God in the Old Testament, they had real trouble with princes. Isaiah the prophet uh, speaks of a time when uh, Israelites trusted in Egypt and their mighty chariots rather than in the Lord. There's plenty of examples of it in the Bible. But our problem here isn't trusting in princes like that. Our problem is trusting in the influential the movers and shakers, the people who get things done in the world, trusting in the powerful rather than in God. Most of our community around us don't believe in God, or at least a relevant God by the way they live. So princes for our community seem like a very attractive option. People who seem to get things done in the world seem like a good option to trust in. And as Christians too, this is a temptation for us. We feel the pull to trust in people rather than in the Lord. When there is trouble in our lives, when there's something that we need to change, when we need help, and it can seem like a good idea to trust in people, the powerful and the influential. But think for a moment, what about yourself? Who are the heroes that you turn to? Who are the heroes that you turn to? Do you look out at the world and see problems to be fixed? Who do you turn to then? Do you turn to the progress of humanity toward a better future? Science, scientific advancement. Do you trust in Engineers and physicists to make a better future? Are you trusting in leaders who campaign for a fight for the environment, for change in social situations? Do you trust in them? Do you place your future with someone who will give you special or, so, or, or significance in your social circles? Do you trust in someone who can give you significance? Or maybe a favourite website that you turn to for your advice. Or even do you trust in your pastor or your elders and place in them your ultimate trust? As churches, we collectively want to grow uh, as followers of Jesus and reach more people with the gospel. We want to obey the Great Commission. But are we tempted to trust in leaders? in people, in ministries, rather than in the Lord. If only we might think we had this sort of person in music or in kids' ministry or better preaching or better coffee or whatever, then Jesus' kingdom would grow. (laughs) This places the onus onto people, doesn't it? He trusts in people. ...rather than in the Lord. Although people are very helpful, the Lord is the one we are to trust. Princes seem like attractive options. But the psalm gives us a really simple reason why it's a very bad idea to trust in princes. Verse 3 and 4. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortal men who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground... On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Why shouldn't we trust in the powerful and the influential? Because they're human, just like the rest of us. People don't live up to the expectation placed on them. I I recently heard uh, someone speaking of the electric feeling uh, of hope that Barack Obama brought when he became president of USA. Do you remember that time? It was a long time ago now. Um, expectation was heaped upon him. He was put up a kind of a saviour of the world almost, definitely of America. But the problem is even a president can't live up to that. No man can live up to the claim because he's a person. People, we forget our promises. People are unreliable. Uh, Sooner or later, we let each other down and as our psalm says, we die. We return to the stuff that God made us out of, the ground. And on that very day, the plans, uh, the grand plans, they come to nothing. For all their power and influence, even those who do good in the world and in our lives, it must be said, to put our trust in people to the one, as the ones who save us, is misplaced trust. Let's, let's be thankful for our, for our leaders. Yes, let's pray for them. God delights in using people in this world, He delights in it. And thank God for all the causes to remove injustice, people who campaign. Pray for your church leaders, but don't place your ultimate trust in them. Don't place your hope in them rather than in the Lord. I actually think this this psalm is quite liberating because we know that we are unreliable people. (laughs) We know that we let each other down, but how good it is to read that someone is here who has never and will never let us down, who will never break his word. Why should we praise the Lord? Because He's not like us. He's no mere person. He's not made of dust. He's God Almighty. The life of praise doesn't trust in princes. And that's the first point. We're to praise God because He's not like us. Now, secondly, why should we praise God? The second point is we're to praise him in contrast to princes. We're to praise God because he is our help and he is our hope. That's from verse 5 to the end. I've only got two points, really. God is our help and he is our hope. Back in 1965, I wasn't alive then, the band The Beatles released a song called Help. Do you remember that song? John Lennon later said the song Help was about the band's rapid rise to fame it was a cry out for help um, in the midst of like a rapid it was a very short career really wasn't it he felt it was one of his most honest songs and our psalm says that God is able to help he is able to help princes aren't able to help Not the influential, but God alone. Verse 5 Blessed is he whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. The God of Jacob who keeps his promises. The blessed life is the one that goes to the God of Jacob for help and hope. And we proclaim this God. But how do we know he's able to help? Verse 6, he's the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. God is the faithful creator. And this is great news. This is wonderful because no one else, not I, not you, not anyone can say this, that you're faithful and you made the universe. Who can say that but God? Not your boss, not even a Prime Minister. Think about it. Every single day over the past year, the sun has come up in the morning. Uh, There has been oxygen so we can breathe. There's been rain that's filled up our rivers uh, so we can have something to drink. Our city has gone on. Uh, There hasn't been chaos There's been enterprise and business. We have electricity to power our fridges. And if God does all this, even these things that we don't even think about, if he does all this, then we should trust him. Even when our problems seem so big, God remains faithful. He's infinitely trustworthy. But not only does he have power over this world but he is faithful he is faithful to his promises he keeps his word he's a faithful creator he is our help and our hope and are you praising him for it do you even see the world around you as a sign of god's faithfulness to us the psalm writer goes on to give more reasons seven to nine God is our help and hope because he has a heart of justice and compassion. I'm going to read out 7 to 9. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the alien and sustains the fatherless and the widow. He frustrates the ways of the wicked. You see all all the things that God does here in this passage. He upholds, he gives food, he sets free, he gives sight, he lifts up, he loves, watches over, he sustains and frustrates the wicked. God identifies himself, the one who created this whole universe, he identifies himself in his great power with the powerless The influential princes of the world often don't do this. They neglect the poor and needy. But it's not so the Lord. The Lord defends those who cannot defend themselves. And this is great news for God's people. Because it's often the case that the church is downtrodden. The world, the devil, rages against Jesus and his church. There is opposition to the gospel. We're tempted to trust in the powerful rather than the Lord. But the Lord upholds his people. He loves the righteous and frustrates the wicked. Whether it's oppression from sin and, e- and the evil one, or whether it's just living in a fallen world where there are many injustices, God is faithful to his promises. And maybe you need to hear that today. God is faithful. All wrongs and injustices will be righted one day. In Christ the tables have been turned on evil and oppression that we experience in this world and in our own hearts. The victory run in Jesus' life, death and resurrection will one day come to a wonderful culmination when he returns. And all injustices will be made right. The Lord is the help of those in need. So how can we sing this psalm? How can we sing it? How can we praise the Lord? What about all those times this year that you haven't praised? What about the times in the past year that I've neglected God and maybe you have as well? You might have had a really hard year, a really tough year, and you're just thankful it's 2016 now. What about grief? We all grieve at times, don't we? And it lingers on. What about when we're weighed down, even oppressed? How can we praise God even then? Well, the good news is that we're not on our own. We are not on our own. If you think about it, doesn't this psalm remind you of Jesus, of his life, and what he came to do? Even though these verses were written hundreds of years before he came, they kind of act as a summary of his life, don't they, and why he came. For you and I know that we are far from perfect in our praise. We sin and turn away from God. And trust in people. But in Jesus there is good news. Think of this psalm as a song of Jesus. Think about verses 1 and 2. He is the only one who can honestly and truly say that he has praised the Lord all his life and with all his soul. And unlike us, he actually did it. He resolved himself to praise And he did so perfectly, praising his heavenly Father. Think about verse 3 and 4. Jesus didn't trust in people to save him. He was let down even by his own family and friends. But he trusted in God. Think about verses 5 to 9. Jesus found all his help and hope in his Father. For in taking on human flesh, he battled temptation and all the troubles and sorrows that he experienced in his life. He he experienced the oppression and injustice of the world. And yet he trusted his Father completely, even to the point of death. Jesus is the one who made the world. He upholds it, causing the sun to rise in the morning. He is faithful to his promises the salvation he promises to us, he is able and he's loving and keeps his word. And Jesus had God's heart for the poor. He announced in Luke chapter 7 verse 22, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised and the good news is preached to the poor. Jesus had compassion And he righted wrongs in our world and he'll do it in our lives. Jesus is the Lord of this psalm. He came to bring in his kingdom, the kingdom of verse 10. He's the king of verse 10. Verse 10 says, The Lord reigns forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. So how do we join in the praise for the year? How can we sing this song for the rest of our days? It's by trusting in Jesus. He is the Lord who is our help and our hope. The call to praise the Lord, hallelujah, is to trust in King Jesus. As Handel's Messiah says, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, hallelujah. He lived the perfect life of praise, when we could not and would not. In Christ, our sins are forgiven. We have been saved from a life separated from God, unable and unwilling to praise him, but we have been brought in by him. In his great love for us, Christ died, that we might do what we were created to do, to praise him, to sing to him. Jesus is with us. He comes to bring our praise to the Father. He stands before us and by his spirit he transforms our hearts, our tongues, our lips to speak and sing. He's our help. He helps us. It's in him and through him and because of him we can praise. It's as though the invitation has been sent to us this morning from this psalm. It's in the mailbox. We open it up. And we're invited to join in the praise. And Jesus is leading us in it. Hebrews 13, verse 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore let us continually offer to to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name, and do not forget to do good works and share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. So ask yourself today... Am I trusting in Jesus? Have I trusted him for my help and my hope? The invitation of hallelujah is the call of the gospel. A life of praising the Lord is to trust in Jesus, to find our help and hope in him. He deserves it, so let's praise him for this coming year. Uh, it's my prayer that you consider the reasons to praise. There are many more, but this psalm gives us a few. A life of praise, and that you'd find your help and hope in Christ. Let's, let's pray now. Father in heaven, we praise you today. You've invited us. Uh, you've sent your dear son to live and die and rise for us. Lord, we thank you that Jesus praised you all his days from the depths of his soul. Thank you that he did not turn away to trust in people. Thank you that he found all his help and hope in you, that he trusted you all his days. O Lord, you are so faithful to us. You uphold us all the time. You preserve us and protect us. Thank you that you promise restoration for us in this world. Thank you that we are safe under the reign of King Jesus. We ask that you would work in us this coming year. Please grow us, Lord, and shape us to live a life of praise. Help us all to trust in Christ more and more, all our days and with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.